When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you've been with a narcissist, you know at times there's something going on underneath the surface. There's something going on in the back of their mind, like an idea, a thought, or a voice, or different things like that that's happening underneath the surface. And you're like, I don't really know what's happening. I don't really know what's going on. It's a little confusing. Well, today I want to try to dive into just a little aspect of a narcissist's internal voice whenever they're dealing with you. If you guys are new here, my name is Ben Taylor. I'm a self-aware narcissist on this channel to provide awareness, growth, healing, and change. We do it on all the different platforms out there, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, Twitter. Uh, just check us out under Raw Motivations. If you want to listen on the podcast, we're on all the podcast channels as well. If you want to hear from the wife's perspective, we've got a podcast that's out called Trauma, Drama, and Life. Check that out. That's with myself and my wife, Kayla Taylor. Gives us just little snips into our life and different questions that people have written in that we're trying to answer and be able to help as we go forward with that. First season's done. Second season's coming out in 2023. Super excited about that, but more to come with that. If you want to talk sometime, I try to help people on a day-to-day -day basis to get away from the mindset of like, I know this person is toxic, but I still want to be with them. I still want to interact with them. And you know that you're walking back into a bad situation. Oftentimes you're dealing with a trauma bond, something almost like Stockholm syndrome that's going to keep you stuck with a toxic person no matter what. And until you actually rewire the story that you're telling yourself, rewire your mindset, you're going to be stuck. It's not just time and knowledge that fixes it, but an actual change in your mindset. And I try to help people on a day-to-day -day basis work through that process and to have the tools in your toolbox to be able to handle that, to be able to get through the rumination and to start building healthy boundaries so you don't go back and you don't get with a narcissistic person down the road either. So if you want to talk sometime, go to rawmotivations.com, click on one of ones. Uh, super excited. We've got the new challenge that just launched recently, which is called the Clarity Challenge. You can go to claritychallenge.net to be able to check that out. If you go to .com, I won't be there because that domain was like stupid expensive, but .net is there, claritychallenge.net. Feel free to be able to check that out, finding clarity after the toxic relationship. So when we're talking today about narcissists. Oftentimes you have an interaction with your narcissist, with another person that's toxic and you'll be talking to them and everything. And you're like, they're not really listening. Like they're not really engaging with me. Like something is there. They might be there in the same room, you know, on the phone or doing something else. And they might be even responding to you, but you're like, it doesn't seem like they're actually present. Like what is actually going on? Well, this is my perspective. So before anybody's like, not all narcissists do that, this is my perspective, okay? Deal with it and just do with it what you will, okay? Oftentimes in a narcissist's mind, there's an aspect of there being the fantasy, okay? Now we talk about fantasy of like power, of, of greed, of like looks, of love, ideal love, all this different kind of stuff. But sometimes there's just a fantasy playing in the mind of like, hey, this reality sucks. I'm pretending that there's another one out there that I like even better than what's here. 
Sometimes that leads to actually the fruition of doing actions to get that reality. Now that could be cheating, that could be pornography, that could be going out and, and buying something, living somewhere, doing something, like doing whatever I want as long as it's what I want to do. It doesn't really matter what everybody else thinks. And so sometimes there's just like this land of fantasy, of dreams, of thoughts, of ideas that a person's living in. Okay. Now, obviously this isn't just only narcissistic. There's other people that have fantasies and, and just like dreams and like thoughts and stuff like that. We're not talking about that. Okay. Now with some of that, there's also this aspect like in the mind that's like overanalyzation. Okay. Overanalyzation of what the other person is doing or saying or of the people around or of the things going on in their life. Now this comes into the aspect of how narcissists are envious of others or how they think others are envious of them. It gives the idea and the thought process that people are always either doing or thinking something towards me. So like when I'm walking down the street and I look over and I see someone, they make eye contact with me. Maybe it's a woman. I'm like, oh yeah, that person, that person thinks that I'm amazing. You know, that person thinks that I'm that, you know, maybe it's a guy and I'm like, oh, like he's looking at me because he feels threatened or, he, or he's looking at me because he's threatening me. Like there's always this aspect of like looking and assuming what other people are thinking and are saying to be not to change my like reality of like who I am, but to be like, oh, let me watch out for that person. Oh, that person responded this way. Oh, there's something going on there. There's always like another dialogue that's happening, like watching and engaging like other people. I've talked about this in a previous video about how nar our narcissist paranoid going into the aspect of like viewing one person as being, is that person a threat or not? And thinking that a lot of times everybody in the world is out to get them. Okay. And then you have the aspect of communicating, going through stuff and they just tune out. Like they just tune out what you're saying. Now, I know some people are like, well, you know, like that's like most guys, period. Okay. Well, like narcissists as a whole, a lot of times can get to the place where they tune out people because what you're saying isn't essential to what they want. Because at the end of the day, it's all about them. Okay. As a narcissist and going through life and how I was, you know, mentally and emotionally abusive, like going through those, those moments and going through the stuff that I did on a day-to-day -day basis, I didn't care what anyone else had to say. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So I could cut people off. I could ignore them. I could just cancel it out. I didn't really care. Like what they had to say, like was nothing to me because it didn't matter to me unless it directly affected my work, my livelihood or what I wanted in that moment. I didn't really care. Like that person coming with like their emotions, like get over it, get back to work. Like that person saying like, hey, like I'm struggling with this. Like I don't really care. Like there was not a level of care for anyone else or anything that they were doing because everything they were saying was not essential to my life of what I wanted. Okay. People need to understand the more they can understand that when you're with a narcissist, it is a one-sided relationship and that side does not include you. Being with a narcissist is all about a narcissist. And this is why even now interacting at times, sometimes it's hard to concentrate. 
Sometimes it's hard to concentrate in what I'm saying or what I'm doing or how I'm responding to someone and to sit there and let someone talk to me. Sometimes that's hard to concentrate, just being completely transparent. Sometimes that's hard to concentrate because in those moments, you're thinking through, okay, let me respond this way. Let me do this. Oh, they just look this way. There's eye contact here. There's this. It's, there's always like this whole nother dialogue that's going on inside my head that makes it hard to be able to concentrate, but also makes it hard to concentrate because I'm not always putting that person's needs or thoughts or desires above my own. But instead, it's the selfish aspect of like, hurry up, get through what you're saying so that I can say what I want to say because what I have to say is more important than what you have to say. Like, see how, like, egotistical, like, self-centered that is? Like, that's what's going on a lot of times. The hard part is when you're in a group of people and the conversation doesn't revolve around the narcissist. It's like, uh-oh, like, something's going to happen because if, there's not, if they're not the center of attention, it's like, how do I get that back? Like, what do I have to do? How do I have to act out? What do I have to, to throw, revolve? Like, what do I have to do to get back to the center of attention? Because that's where I have to be. Because I need that admiration. I need that supply from other people. I'll give you an illustration. When I was in college, we had cafeteria style, like seating, just like long tables, cafeteria. Like we'd go through the line, get our food. And as we'd be walking there, I'd normally be with like a group of people. In my mind, I would normally be watching and assessing how everyone was walking, how everyone was moving to figure out where I needed to sit to either be in the center of the tension or with the people that were going to control the conversation the most. Because that's the goal to be at the center of attention or to get the most attention in those settings. So sometimes the best place was to sit directly in the middle because I knew people were going to be on both sides of me. Then I could be the center of attention. I could have control conversation either way. Or sometimes it would be to sit closer to the end because the person that's sitting at the end or around the end was a respected person or a powerful person in their communication. And it would leverage and put me in the right position for that communication to either be controlled or be coerced the way that I wanted it to go. That's the thought process of like going through how can I be the center of attention? You have to remember, narcissists are self-absorbed. Okay, if the conversation is not around me, then less interested. Like, why should I engage in conversation when it's about you, when all I care about is me? It's hard to think of another person and to put another person first, saying like, hey, your needs, your desires actually mean something, when for a narcissist, it's like, no, it's all about me, okay? Not about anyone else. So as we dive into that, just trying to give you like an idea of like what's actually going on like in the background, in the thought process, a lot of times for a lot of narcissists. I'm giving you some of my perspectives, some of the stuff that I'm thinking through of like what's actually happening. Sometimes when people are talking, it's more like a dialogue inside my mind of like, what do I have to do next? What time is it? What, where, what do I have to work on? Oh, this just popped up. Like all these different things sometimes are like running through my head of like, whoa, this is what's going on. And it has to take a lot of focus to bring it back to say, hey, this is what's going on. Now, it's not ADHD. I've been tested for that. I don't have ADHD, so I just want to make sure that's clear. It's not something like that, but it's something that's inside that's a constant thing that's always going to have an idea of this is what's happening. And the idea is if it doesn't go towards the narcissistic purpose, like if it doesn't go towards my purpose or my desire, then a lot of times that mindset is like, well, why does it matter? Okay. So part of it is also personality. There's different narcissists, the different types, the different styles. Okay. For me on the, um, the disc personality score, I'm like a high D. 
Okay, so I'm very much like driven, focused, la la la. You know, with Enneagram, I'm an Enneagram 8, so I'm very much like the same aspect, very much like in tune, like driven, all that kind of stuff. And it gives a lot of times an aspect of like, I don't want people to beat around the bush, I don't have time for certain conversations. All those things were stuff that I would use and justify and say in work environments, in relationships, things like that, because it was all about me. No one else, just about me. The more you can start to realize that from a narcissistic perspective, that person, as they're interacting with you, is not viewing you as being in a relationship with them. They're viewing themselves and then other objects to be able to have into their lives. Some objects are closer, some objects are farther away. Some objects are taboo to have, some objects it's fine to have. And you'll notice over and over that if you're in a relationship with a narcissist, it's one-sided and that side does not include you.